Uh, hi, yes. Uh, we've been trying really hard to reach you about your car's extended warranty. Hello, friends. Welcome back. We got uh, Olivia, Becca, and Marcus here today. Hi. Hello. Hola. Oh, it's been a fucking hot minute since we recorded. Yeah. Last time we tried it was 10 people, and that was a shit show. Yeah. Well, that's just because uh, the I remember we just invited everyone over. And uh, the the idea of podcast was mentioned, and then I didn't think it was going to be serious because then <laughs> ten people showed up and it became a small party. And then I, I just remember asking, "Does anyone actually still want to do it?" And then all ten people raised their hands. I was like, "Well, fuck, let's give it a shot." <laughs> Emphatically, <laughs> yes. And that's obviously not a good idea. Um, ten voices, multiple side conversations, uh, topics that don't need to be published to the world were discussed. <laughs> It was a wild time. Oof. So it's been a couple months. But I would like to point out, Ali and I did well. We didn't have any sidebars. We did not. <laughs> we had one. Not a one. <laughs> uh, we got some Oban for tonight. Oh, yeah. Well, Marcus and I do at least. I got my bubbles. <laughs> uh, I had Oban in Greece. That's the first time I had it. It's a great drink. Uh, so what's been new the past few months? HVAC shit the bed. Oh yeah. Work's been a fucking nightmare per usual. Mm. Sewage backed up. That was fun. Your sewer back. Your sewage backed up. Didn't I tell you about that? Oh yeah. Yeah, it backed up into my my bath slash oh, my yeah. shower. Mm, <laughs> love that. You had a brownout. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's completely just shit everywhere. That was one of the cards I was trying to get you to guess earlier. <laughs> <laughs> brownout. So how'd you get that fixed? Uh, someone came. Someone came and fixed my shit, literally. How bad was the damage? Uh, it wasn't. So the first guy who came and fixed it fucked me over. You had to pay two people. Yes. So he told me that if I replace my guest bathroom toilet, it would be fixed. Fast forward three months later. Uh, I guess whenever I take a heavy deuce. <laughs> you do it in the guest bathroom. <laughs> my system is kind of like, well, this is the last shit to handle all at once. So it just pushed everything up into my master tub, and I just heard this like gurgling, and I was like, oh fuck! And it just, <laughs> you remember like Ghostbusters in nineteen eighties, yes. where like that thing that came was... out? Like, yes, exactly <laughs> like that. Except it was last night's dinner was just shooting out of the tub. Like, ooh, that's corn. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. I'd be worried if it was the ease. <laughs> right. Like, you can have a house, I'm out. So, it was one of those situations where they say that they're 24 hours, but they're not. It's a big fucking lie. All these people say that they have 24-hour crews and they don't. So, I had to wait. Basically, I had to wait another 24 hours to get it fixed. So, I had to, like, time my shits and my keys so that I could flush and then automatically turn off the water. Anyway, it's just a big fucking mess, and it turns out that there's a pipe, actually, that runs from my kitchen to the front of my house that has what they call a belly in it, which is causing like all this sewage and shit to clog, and it's going to have to be replaced. And I was like, Ooh. shit. Our HVAC has the same thing. For some reason, it loops. And most toilets do have like that belly that you're talking about. Yeah. If you Yeah, if they don't engineer it properly, this shit's going to... Brown out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was, that so was fantastic. Do you rent or own? No, I own my home. Okay, so you had, you had to pay. Did yeah. you go through your warranty or did you just go direct through technicians? So I called the warranty again and told them about it. And they're like, uh, 
yeah, no, we don't cover that. And I was like, that's cool. Did they cover replacing up the toilet? No. Who do you yeah. have? I have. Uh, Old Republic. Old Republic. Ooh. So I actually have an insurance adjuster coming out on Monday to like make an assessment to see if they'll cover the, because they're going to have to like dig my whole floor up to replace the pipe and dig through concrete. Hell yeah. So they had to do through your foundation? They put it in your foundation? That's. I, uh, I don't know who the fuck built my house. It was built in 2004, but it's a, it's a mess. But yeah, so, you know, I don't really put a lot of toilet paper in my system anymore. A lot of small garbage pails around the house. <laughs> Taking out trash every day from the bathroom. Just a bunch of shit tickets. Yeah, right. yeah, shit tickets, Damn. Like Sammy and Sage will have to dive into it all. It's nasty. That's how so, she got me mm-hmm. so in Florida, mortgage brokers are free, mm-hmm. or insurance brokers are free. So you can hit one up. Mike can recommend you ours, mm-hmm. and he'll just search the best warranty program out there for you. And if he finds a better one, he can get you it for free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can like bundle it with your car insurance too. He, he saved Ali and I hundreds, if not thousands of dollars at this point. Did he put your car warranty on that too? Uh, not the car warranty, but <laughs> the, <that'd be> dope. <laughs> the car insurance. Let's stop calling. Yeah. I go 15 minutes to take 15 seven more on car insurance. That's why. Speaking of car insurance, mine lapsed. What? Yeah, I did not know that. So last night, for all our listeners, somebody hit me last night, and I didn't call the cops. Good thing I didn't because, like, I opened my mail today, and there's a check from you. It's like, hey, for like uh, $60, and I'm like, so I called him and I was like, hey, you guys sent me a check. What is this for? She was like, oh, you overpaid your insurance. So we sent you the refund. And I was like, yeah, but my I paid month to month. Like I paid the whole six months this time. She was like, yeah, we canceled your insurance. And I was like, for what? She was like, because you went six days past. And I was like, nobody called me? She was like, I'm sorry. Of course not. The short of it is I ended up coming out cheaper because now my insurance is like $20 cheaper than it was before. But I was like, good thing I didn't call the cops last night because I'd have got a fucking ticket mm-hmm. after being collided into while my car was sitting still. Like, shit, you gotta be shitting me. Some monster truck rally in one of last night. Clearly. And I was <laughs> I was a dirt burn. <laughs> shit. Was not expecting that in the group chat when you said it. No. I was not expecting that phone call. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's funny because I just texted you to drive safe. Yeah. That was like <laughs> Great. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> People in Florida, I feel it. So, like, y'all seen World War Z, mm-hmm. Brad Pitt? No. Have you, Becca? No. No, I have not. Remember, I live under a rock. That's true. I don't watch any movies. Well, so. you and I have watched this together. You probably just don't remember. But there, so it's a zombie well, movie. A wall. It's a zombie movie, and uh, it's not really a zombie movie. It's technically just an infection, and they don't really eat you, but. There's scenes in the movie where they have literally thousands of zombies rushing you at one time. Yeah. So they're like spilling over themselves and knocking shit over. It's just like a tidal wave of people fucking fucking around and finding out. And I always think of like drivers in Florida, like the zombies from World War Z, because they just topple over themselves. Yeah. No matter mm-hmm. what. So like as soon as the rain started last night, I knew like some shit was gonna go off because like when as soon as we left the house, you could hear the sirens in the distance. Yeah. Like, how do you fuck up driving in a straight fucking line? Right. Just drive straight. You'll be all right. And then, but people are still spilling over themselves and dying. And there was a storm last night. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was out, so I didn't. Good know. God, you must have been clocked out yeah. hard. It was loud too. Literally, yeah. 
was like, I'll take a dirty bit of tar out. Love that journey for me because I was like, I've earned it. Turns out. I totally like live to a 15 like, hour power nap. I was like, Grandma's asleep right now. <laughs> like, I'll give her a minute. Like, group message is just like, I'll give her a few minutes. I don't know how many minutes after that he called me. And I woke up to like, you have 30 messages from the click. Oh, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I put it, the chat on mute during like the work day mm-hmm. so I can focus on work. And then uh, sometimes I'll just forget to unmute it. So like it was muted. For me last night and then i open it 30 fucking messages jesus christ <laughs> you think sal is pretty much just like deleted himself probably he probably has a muted too <laughs> I forget he well, is even in that chat i yeah. know too but he's never here sal, like he probably is like one of those people that has like three thousand text messages on red yeah on purpose on red, yeah how do you know that many people that send you text messages it's it's probably not, not three thousand. It's just <laughs> how people text them because I have one of my good friends. He texts like one sentence at a time. I was like, it's literally in the same minute you're sending the same text message. You can just combine all this in one, and and it's all about the same topic. I used to do that until Andrew told me not. I was like, that is that is the <laughs> most irritating wait, shit in the world. To do what? Like, well, I'll send a message and then I'll be like, oh yeah, I meant something else. Oh, I meant something else. Oh, like, please yeah. don't <laughs> Oh yeah, like when it's it could be one sentence in one text, but it's six <laughs> ding 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 ding. So now I just hit the little return. <laughs> I don't know. The longer I see that little bubble, the more anxious I get. Same. That's me. Same. I anything red on my iPhone, I fucking open it, delete it. Yeah. I, don't I can't know. stand that. I'm like, if somebody doesn't text me back right away, this is like the process in my mind is like. Automatically, I'm like, oh, he's pissed off at me. Because I expect like instant response from people. So typically, I will do instant responses. But if I'm at home now, like my phone, like going back to school, my phone is sitting in my room charging, and I have my watch. I'm like, all right, cool, like, ding, ding, ding. and it's too much to try to type from my fucking watch. I'm like, you don't try to talk to him. Hell, I can barely understand what I'm saying. I, they know in hell <laughs> Siri gonna understand it. <laughs> like that video I sent you of Kourtney Kardashian going off on her Cyrus. Right. Like, that's so mean. <laughs> you dumb little bitch. <laughs> if it's an important conversation that needs to be had, I'll respond immediately. Yeah. But if not, I just wait five minutes between checking my phone because I just can't stand that shit. I feel like it's click anything that goes in there is important. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and with, with Sal, he also hung out with us when he first got here. Uh-huh. I, I kind of saw this coming. I assume he has his own friend group now and just doesn't hang out. Yeah. Whoever his photographer is, you need to get a new photographer. <laughs> yeah. hey, Sal, Come see me. I got you. Yeah. Sal, we love you and we miss you. But uh, he's also a hype beast. So I'm sure he like <laughs> gets as many texts as he can to leave unread just to have as many red notifications as possible. <laughs> He's trying to get that coochie too. So he's like, let me leave this hoe on red. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then I'll come back to you. Let me line this up. This will fall through, then I hit you back. Sal, don't be a sinner, man. But oh, I was asleep. You went to sleep for two days. Get out of here. I see him every day in the gym. Oh, I sound like a creeper. But <laughs> he's there. And I was like, wow, that kind of looks like Sal. And I thought for some reason he was like at a different place. And I was like, do I go up to him? He probably doesn't remember me. So I like started to make my approach. And then I just bailed because I was like, because oh. it's awkward because like everyone's in the gym. Apparently, I like have a resting bitch face and I'm unapproachable from what people have told me. And so like I 
I get it. People get in the zone. And I was just like, but I hadn't seen him in a while. And I was just like, hey. You just wave. That way, if it's the wrong person, you'd be like, oh, I'm just waving past you. Like, <laughs> you, know, you should to go. the wall? Yeah. <laughs> text, him, text him directly and just go, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me in the gym. And I was like, what the fuck? In the middle of the set. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Put in my AirPods and like, you have a text message from Becca. I see you. <laughs> oh, I hate that. I didn't realize that she says like things when you have your AirPods oh, yeah. in. She's like, new message from little click. <laughs> <laughs> I turned that off. Oh. No, no fucking Siri is going to be interrupting <laughs> my time to sit on the bench. <laughs> sit on the bench. <laughs> Just like dudes who sit in the gym and text for five minutes between each set. Yeah, yeah get off the fucking machine. Making their entire workout <coughs> pointless as it is. Yeah. You're no longer obtaining the games that you want. Right. They like set it to the highest max. <laughs> the one rep. The one they're done. Like, oh, so y'all been seeing me at the gym? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. I need to stop. I always have like, from the person like people watch, I'm like, I don't understand why some people wear the outfits that they do. For attention. Well, one girl was wearing like a jumpsuit. <laughs> like a catwoman suit? Basically. Oh, damn. I was thinking of like a big old baggy, like <laughs> nah, sweatsuit. Like, like skin. Preston Lacey from Jackass. <laughs> I was just like, how is that comfortable to work out in? Like, it can't be. Oh. I don't know. Like, I wear my gym clothes typically consist of thigh huggers or short shorts, knee high socks, which I always have a character on them, chucks. And a hoodie because for me like it's easier to work out when i don't see the progress it keeps me going so if i if i wear like just my cutoff shirt and my wife beater on there i can be like oh i'm good i'm not coming to the gym for like two months but like if i can hide it i'll do it i'll stay in the gym longer i don't really be looking at people like that to know what they're wearing i step out the house on my shark slides and i'm like <laughs> I didn't look at myself before I put this outfit on. I've already locked the door. So I'm not turning around and go back in the house. I already put the alarm on. It's a, it's a process to go back inside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is a nice thing, but not yeah. that type of shit. I like to wear, um, so I have really long limbs and a short torso. So, like, I can't do, like, uh, what did, you, what did you call them? The knee high socks. Knee high socks. I can't do them anymore because it, because again I have a longer appendages. Yeah. So like I already am self conscious about my calves, and I'm trying to get them to pop as much as I can. If I throw some high socks on, now I'm just looking like a twig with a fucking. That's why you hide them. You look like I look like a meatball on toothpicks. <laughs> <laughs> so me. <laughs> but you know. My thighs aren't at their former glory no more, but I still like to show them off too. So I'm yeah. all about. Uh, Thigh huggers and arm huggers too, mm-hmm. but those dudes wearing the fucking thongs for t-shirts. I fucking Stringers. hate stringer tees. Get I fucked, hate those. dude. We already know your boss, like, right? Go put on a shirt, bitch. You're full of shit. You've already met your goal. Get out of the gym, right? <laughs> As you sit on the bench for five minutes texting. Let us fat fucks get to work. Right. Get shit to do. Or the guys that literally put all the fucking weight there possibly is and get like a hernia. I hear the guy across the gym every single day. The same guy. I'm in the middle of a set. With soundproof headphones, mind you, soundproof headphones, and the whole Shit fucking the gym just turns. And I was like, "He literally, I hope you shit yourself. Like you're so hemorrhoid. Yeah, right. All that. Now you gotta be sassy when you give it in here with your hemorrhoid in your mouth. 
I hope he's leg pressing because leg press is terrible for your body. And I hope he gets ends up snapping his legs the opposite way. Oh, I yeah. love leg press. It's terrible for you. I love doing leg press. But, yeah. It makes me feel great, honestly. It makes me feel so good. But it's <laughs> it doesn't do anything positive for you. Like anyone can easily put their back against a wall and push a fuck ton more weight than actually supporting that weight on their own. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the, the leg press is terrible for your knees, and I'm sure you guys have seen videos. Of oh yeah, bad knees. People yeah. in like ostrich, ostrich legs, yeah. yeah, destroy your knees that way. Although it does pop your back, like if you got a curvy back like me, and then you press against it, and everything just cracks and straightens. No, I can't say that's happening for me. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> I don't know. I do whenever I work out, like especially my arms, like afterwards. You obviously the blood flow is going. But I was just like, yeah, I'm swole. <coughs> and then <laughs> 15 minutes later, the biceps go. Yeah. I'm just I'm like swole up here. And then <laughs> it doesn't sag to the bottom. Damn gravity. <laughs> Home. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that with your lashes. Don't worry about the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> my lashes are not bad. Not yours. Not yours. Okay. Just, just girls at the gym. Oh, yeah. There's, right. this, there's this girl on TikTok. If we want to get off the topic, I just have one more thing. There's this girl, <laughs> girl on TikTok that she does like get ready with me in her car while she's sitting in the gym parking lot and she is just. For the yeah, gym. I like to put my bronzer on and then I'm putting my lipstick on. I'm like, for the gym. You're gonna sweat all of that yeah. out. Yeah, for the gym. So I don't understand. I'm not going to the gym to impress anybody. I'm trying to go to get in there and work out and go home. Yeah, you're gonna impress people when you leave the gym. Right. Everyone else in the gym is doing the same fucking Let me take a shower work. first and be presented clean and smelling good. It's like wearing my hoodies and I just put my headphones. Yep. Except for the influencers, you know. They gotta pop off. Did you get? Did you notice that like uh, gym fashion is changing to like loose fitting, mm-hmm. longer, like more limb covering? Yep, is starting to like become a thing again. Who the fuck was that? Whenever I actually went to the gym, I'm kind of here for it. I love it because when a dude, when a dude looks sweat more. swole in a fucking loose t-shirt, like he's established. You yeah. know he's fucking swole as fuck. I just said fuck too many times. <laughs> All right, we've been dicking around. We got one topic from Sam, uh, who typically tries to run this podcast. <laughs> Say what? It's his topic. Why isn't he here? Yes. <laughs> yeah, what are you, Sam? I'm just kidding. Uh, he His uh, cue quote is, what is your ideal retirement mm-hmm. hobby slash job? Mm-hmm. His answer was, uh, on our honeymoon, we went uh, bobsledding and snowmobiling up in Breckenridge. Just retiring and being an outdoor guide like that would be amazing. Being in the mountains puts me in the best mood. Interesting. Like park ranger, short shorts tucked in. Right. The UPS outfit. Super troopers. <laughs> it's like a North Face commercial we just described. Also, sometimes I think he's married. So he's a retirement job or retirement life? Hobby slash job. Yeah. Um, hobby, not worrying about anything. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really nice. Pristine. Yes. Um, I don't know. I've never thought about this. If I could keep doing what I'm doing now without having to worry about military bureaucracy, I'd fucking love it. Yeah. So going reserves, I guess. <laughs> but do what Jordan does. I, Doesn't Jordan do the same thing you do now? Kind of, no, sort of? No. Oh, fine. No. Um, and outdoorsman 
slash guide would be dope. Like if we were living in Montana or something like that. Yeah, something I could do for fun every day and not worry about work and shit would be everybody's answer, I assume. But what would the ideal one be? I just travel. I never thought about it. I've worked since I was 15 years old. So that's all I know. Like I have to be moving and doing something. But I, traveling is what I'd love to do. Just seeing everything I haven't gotten to see so far. See so far. But if I'm retiring, I'm not working again. That's, that's not happening. Saying. Retirement job is not a thing. My mom tried that when she retired. She was a flight attendant for like three years until somebody got in her face and said something crazy. She was like, look, I'm here because I want to be, not because I need to. You need the job. I'm out. I was like, you can't keep working like I love the flight benefits. Like, let's keep doing this. Let's make it work. See your mom saying that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like thoroughly happy with doing nothing at all whatsoever. So like uh I've been working, I hit the ground running since 17 and a half, and I've been working the military grind 24 hours a day for the past nine years now, you know. So like when yeah. I retire at 38, I want to sit there and blissfully do nothing. When we came back from our first deployment, um, we had two weeks of quarantine and then two weeks of leave. So it was beautiful. It was a month. It was a month. And like, obviously all the bros were still group chatting each other because you're quarantined to a house. There's nothing you can do. Mm -hmm. And after a week, they were losing their minds, getting uh, restless, wanting to go do shit. And I was like, bro, I'm fucking enjoying life sitting in your house. I don't know how you could do it. I, I, I was it. loving it. Just not doing a goddamn thing. I could do that endlessly. I mean, obviously, I'll feel cooked up and then want to go take a walk or something. Yeah. But, like, just sitting and doing nothing is glorious. I get bored real easily. Yeah. I do, too. I have to have structure. That's why I was like, I'm one of those people, if I do retire, I will have to do, like, a side gig. I don't know. And that was that was going to be my next point. So, like, also, you find ways to entertain yourself. Like, I remember getting bored for that month and, like, yeah. okay, read a book. Switch it up. Read. Go, <laughs> go work out and then go play with zombies with Tate and Aaliyah until they hit around 40 or 50 or whatever. Play zombies with Tate? No, y'all were, right. you were, you were building cities. <laughs> I remember that game. Oh, that's stupid. That's stupid ass game. <laughs> but besides, like, going from, like, knowing only the military my entire working career, yeah. um, the pressures, the nonstop like alert and you're always on call 24 hours a day type mm -hmm. shit. I've actually sometimes fantasized about doing a very simple job, like being a, a waiter or a waitress. And I say simple relatively, relatively to the military. To the, yeah. to the shit you go through now. I understand it's still a, a job, but when you compare the stress levels, they're not the same at all. Cause like when you leave work as a waiter or waitress, you turn that off. You're no longer at work. You yeah. can be a civilian, smoke some weed, and fucking relax. Not in the military. You can't do that. Or even like running a bar. Like that would, that'd be dope. Hmm. Entrepreneurship would, is the way to go. Yeah. That, I guess that would be my ideal gig. Run a bar. We'll go with that. Okay. That would be legit. But that's my that's my goal now. Like right. Once I'm done with school and my master's program, is to have my own business. Hopefully, Chick-fil-A, you give me my business because <laughs> I want that money maker. But working for yourself is the way to go. You have to say my pleasure all day long. No, I'm owning it. I'm not working it. Yes, but that's like there's I'm the one to come in and say, hey, you need some more Chick-fil-A sauce? My pleasure. 
God yeah. bless. No, Mom was about to say, God bless. Those will be the people who are going to employed. Thank you. <laughs> like when you're standing out in the 100 degree weather and waiting for my lemonade Slurpee, and you say, oh, it's a pleasure. I know it's not your pleasure. Like, you don't have to lie to me. You literally had to walk your ass all the way around to give me my frozen lemonade that you wish you could drink right now because you're just smoking hot. They probably did drink a little bit. Just get your new straw. Probably, probably. And then they wipe it off before to make sure they don't get any of their sweat on it. Pleasure. The only time you would have to say my pleasure is when you fire somebody. <laughs> right. And you're like, they're like, fuck you, you piece of shit, bitch. And you're like, my pleasure. And you knowing my temperament, yeah. Have a mint on the way out. That's why I can never, I can, I commend people who are waiters and work in the service industry. Because I, after working at McDonald's and Wendy's, Foot Action, and the Great American Food Company, I never want to work in customer service in that aspect again. Mm-hmm. I don't have a temperament to do it. Like, as a waiter, if you tip me, 50 cents on a hundred, a $95 bill, we don't have an issue because I'm throwing these quarters at you. <laughs> like, fuck you. I had someone do that just to make the bill even. They tipped me 75 cents. Let's Google the fucking worst. I was like, are you serious right now? I was See, like, I can't. Keep and your they, quarters. They would always do the dumbass shit. They would give me the nickels and the pennies. Who wants those coins? <laughs> Who carries change anymore? <laughs> Yeah, we definitely have a tipping culture, and that's because fucking restaurants can get away with uh, feeding you less than minimum wage, mm-hmm. and then you're supposed to live off the tips for the rest. But in like, and other you got to split them. Yeah, yeah, especially if you you got to tip the bar back and all that shit. Yeah, like bus in, board. in other countries like Japan, tip tipping is not a thing. It is incredibly disrespectful. In because, Europe too. But that's because yeah. they get paid a living wage. Yep. They don't need to get tipped. Not $2.50 or whatever it no. is now. Mm. Yeah. $5 was my wage. Damn, ball. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my first job back in 1999. <laughs> and I was at McDonald's. The minimum wage at the time was $4.75. <laughs> back at Friday. <laughs> 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 Minimum wage was I paid four twenty five or four fifty, and I walked in. I was like, "Hey, I'm looking for a job." Like I'm in high school, blah blah. He was like, "We'll pay you five dollars." And I was like, "All right, cool, I'll take it." And I, I toot my own horn, but like I would pick up any shift. Like I would work Monday through Friday after band practice, so I go to work at six and get off at ten. And then Saturday morning, I'd be in there to open the store at six o'clock and get off at two. I don't think I ever got a raise working at McDonald's. And I worked there for a year and a half till we got robbed and I was at the gunpoint. And my mom went in there and was like, we're quitting. I was like, what do you mean we quit? <laughs> you, mean we? you wasn't the one that was at the gunpoint. I was. At a McDonald's? Yeah. Yes. Make your fucking ice cream. Because <laughs> <laughs> it don't ever fucking work. I went to go lock out. I don't know if it's I went to go lock the door because it was time to close the uh, Give lobby. me the damn Szechuan sauce. And like, oh. dude is walking up and I'm like locking the door. Me and my bleeding heart, and I'm like, hey, you need help? He was like, yeah, I want to place an order. I was like, all right, cool. So, like, I let him in, locked the door behind him. And I'm walking, he's behind me. And this thing I know, there's a gun in my back, and he has a mask on. I'm like, I already saw your face. Like, I know exactly <laughs> what you, <laughs> I know exactly what you look like. Oh, we walked back to the back. He was like, give me the money. I was like, oh, it's in the back. <laughs> I'm not dry snitching, but the money's in the back. Like, we already emptied out the register up front. So, we walked to the back, and there's this, the short manager. Her name was Linda. She was like four six. This bitch was like, I'm not paying you anything and closes the safe. I was like, I have a gun in my back and you close the safe. I am not defending McDonald's. 
<laughs> at all. I'd be like, you, uh, you can shoot her. Uh, let me move the fuck out your way, bro. I'm good. You can take her ass to take her to heaven. What she going to hell? <laughs> you haven't even taken the money out of the safe yet. Right. McDonald's has already recouped that money times the facts. The fuck out of here. And the fun part was I had to go to work the next day. <laughs> oh, no. I, I come home, my mom's like, how are you? And I was like, we got robbed tonight. I'm 15 years old, I'm excited. Like, <laughs> at that time, I'm excited. Like, we got robbed tonight. She was like, what happened? I was like, one dude came in with a gun in my back. She was like, what now? Calls there, and it was already close for the day. So the next morning, I had to be work at six. She was like, I'm taking you to work. Go in there, I quit. And she quit. Right. Well, we, we quit. quit. We quit. Right. And then the next week, I started working at Wendy's and the Greater Mexico Company. And then my godfather ended up transferring from Miami to the foot action in that same mall. And I had a third job there. You'll still eat at Wendy's after working there? Yeah. Or yeah. McDonald's? Yeah. Jeez. Well, Wendy's, their, their food practices are very good. Like, their, their meat, their feet. Their meat is never <laughs> frozen. Like, it comes daily. It's delivered daily. And if you leave the meat on the grill too long, sorry if anybody likes Wendy's chili, it's still good. Like if the meat it becomes well done, they take it off and they put it in the chili. At least it doesn't go to waste. Yeah. I mean, I still eat chili. Yeah. All their vegetables are fresh. That's why I love Wendy's. Like every morning I would I would come to work and make me a BLT. Really? Mm-hmm. I love BLT's fuck. I haven't yeah. had them in a hot man. They slaps, smacks, and snaps. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Mm-hmm. No. Shout out to Angel for teaching me that. You just came a little bit. I love, <laughs> I love me a belt. Bacon, egg, lettuce, and tomato. Bacon loaded turd. Right, 30 minute break. Farts. <laughs> Alright, we're back. Right. Farts. <laughs> yeah, she's about to. <laughs> yeah. Who was it though that did that? I don't know. So, like, I was just scrolling through Facebook, and of course, anything Johnny Depp I'm looking at, and Amateur. <laughs> so, there was a chick on the stand, and I forgot what the fuck she said. They asked her something, and she was like, oh, so sorry, so. I was Yes! And I was like, Someone farted in there. Yes! And I was like, Who is? But it doesn't surprise me. Amateur up there doing cocaine on the stand. Drinking what? alcohol. Yeah, you didn't see that one? That's... I have been following this shit. You've been informing me about oh, it. It's yeah, there's a very suspicious video of Amber Turd putting, Sneezing. Uh, putting a tissue to her nose and then like doing it like like her, her nose going up. And then posing quick. for the camera. She's like. And then wiping. Oh, yeah. This, this whole trial has been a joke, man. It's incredible. There was another one. It was like her lawyers kept objecting to everything, and Johnny was like. Let them ask the question. They're going to object to it anyway. And I was like, oh, my God. This is like telenovela English. Did you hear whenever uh, they were, her lawyers were calling her to the stand, they fucked up her name. Yes. yes I did see that. <laughs> they fucked up their own clients. Yes. yes. They said, uh, call on the Lord stand, Amber. Lauren Amber Heard. It's almost like Amber. Amber Lauren Heard. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, her. And I was oh, like, man. Oh, You've lost all credibility right there. You don't even know that your clients. That probably farted on purpose <laughs> just to see if the whole courtroom would be like, ah, she did it again. She's shitting on the stand. <laughs> I would hire Ben Chu in a heartbeat to defend me. I love how everyone keeps saying that Amber heard shit the bed on this trial. <laughs> <laughs> How is it going to end? Like, how do they determine who's right or who's wrong? It's just. There's a jury trial. Oh. Jury trial. Yeah. So they're on a week break. They start back on Monday. I don't know what the jury is supposed to do 
because so that no one involved in the trial is allowed to look at the media or you know get any sort of outside uh, persuasion. Yeah. Okay? So what are they? Are they like isolating the jury? They have to in like a hotel room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like restricting the news channels or taking their phones. I would fucking hate to be the jury for that shit. I hate to be the jury in any trial. Yeah. Facts. Unless it was the Scranton Strangler. <laughs> or O.J. Simpson. I don't want to be in that either. No. But uh, I know I know the judge was like adamant, like, this will end Memorial Day weekend. Like, Y'all have 50 hours each. Fucking get it out. And did you see her lawyers were arguing, like, how did you get that number? She was like, well, if you add 36 and 24. <laughs> it's basic it's, math. She was like, oh, I'm sorry. That ju- I know that judge is over. Like the look on her face half the time is like, "Are you kidding me yeah. right now with this fuck shit?" Bless that woman's heart. Yeah, like, that judge has the most patience I've ever seen. Uh, Objection hearsay. You asked the question. <laughs> right. Oh, Mister Mister Rottenborn. Yeah. He objected to his own fucking question. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me right now? Did I read that right? That was that's irritating me. He was like, "Let's look at your text messages." It said, "Is that slippery cut still there?" Did I read that right? Actually, says it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Johnny Depp's been tearing that those lawyers up. Yeah, he got a phenomenal legal team. It's been glorious. I also love that whenever his team was asking him questions, they would ask him a question, he would like pause for no objection, and then he would start answering. <laughs> there was one. There's another video I saw. Uh, ben Chu is sitting next to uh, Johnny Depp, and Amber's lawyers are. Asking her questions, and they say the dumbest shit in his face. Like he just leans into his hands and just drops all his fingers except the bird finger. Was like, and then turns his head so she can see it. I was like, Johnny did that? No, Ben Chu did. His lawyer did. Oh, really? His lead counsel. I was like, you're a fucking G. I fucks with you. So petty. I love it. I love it. You see what I was talking about? Johnny Depp, like. He's like, yeah, Johnny's death. Johnny's death. He's like, like, hearsay. And I was like, dying. He was like, I think I would remember if I saw Johnny death. Penis. I'm dead. There's the the witness uh, who had to fucking uh, FaceTime in from his vehicle. (laughs) The guy was vaping on camera and he actually started driving and shit. Oh God! Yeah, I didn't see like, that. Yeah, the hotel, like the security guard guy. Or some shit like that. Yeah, and then like when he when his testimony ended, the judge like called lunch or whatever, and she was like, "That was a first. I've never seen that before." The dude was sitting there vaping like while testifying and driving <laughs> and driving. You OG, <laughs> triple OG. Are you familiar with Amica cream? No. I what the fuck is that? Would you know if Amber Heard was wearing Amica cream? Uh, that was the lady that, that farted because they was like no, that was one of the guys no they asked her too because she was like it's an ammonia powder oh that was me sorry and I was like what the fuck is Amica cream I have no idea no idea he's Cyrus and I love the dude that was uh, vaping and driving too they were like do you remember blah 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 and he goes I don't even remember what I had for breakfast <laughs> such a credible witness <laughs> right yeah, like English is definitely not his first language, so he's got a heavy accent. <laughs> just like him trying to pay attention while vaping and driving is hysterical. <laughs> Damn. But I, I also did love uh, when they finally started cross-examining Amber Heard. Yeah. Johnny's legal team was fucking going ham. They oh, were yeah. objections every 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. It was glorious. So I, 
in the whole overall scheme of it, and Leah and I have had this conversation, is there abuse or is this, it's a toxic relationship, hands down, but I think she blew it up to more than what it was. And even if she didn't, she's done such a bad job of lying about the situation that it's unbelievable at this point. So do I think that they're both at fault? Yes, absolutely. But at some point, you dated this man for three years and then got married to him. Like, if it was that bad and you weren't living such a grand life, I think you would have been done with him before that. So do I think abuse happened on both sides? Absolutely. But she literally thought she was going to get away with it. You can't ruin this man's career and your career doesn't suffer too. That's not fair. Yeah. What she's doing is predatory. Yeah. Um, it's obviously on a global scale. But it's nothing new about, you know, females in domestic relationships getting predatory. Yeah. And, or just like, I'm going to take his money. Mm-hmm. Like that's that is a very common theme. Like female rappers will rap about it all the time. Cardi B fucking admitted to drugging and stealing money. Yeah, but that's a different conversation. So like the the basis of the lawsuit is Amber says I was the victim of domestic abuse, yep. physical abuse, and Johnny's like, no, you hit me. And then you know she admits it in fucking court. Yeah, so, on on the recording. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, when you brass tax it and just come down to what the lawsuit is about, like she lied. Yeah. And she, she was her. getting physically abused when it was he who was getting physically yeah. abused. I think she is taking everything that she physically did to him and flipping it. Oh, yeah. And hoping that the court is going to believe her just because she's a woman. Yeah. That's what she's praying on. And because that one judge in, where was it, in, their first trial? The UK. The UK said, a man or a woman can't beat a man or yeah. some shit like that. Clearly, you've never seen Ronda Rousey. Thanks. It, it's just weird to me because, like you said, she's preying on the fact that she's a female and society will understand her. But what she's doing is more detrimental as a whole because the women that actually go through shit like this, mm-hmm. you're taking their credit away from them at that point. You're taking all their power and putting it in a garbage can because you don't care about anybody but yourself at that point. And that's not fair on any scale. I don't agree with doing that to anybody. Male, female, dog, cat, possum, whatever, whatever. I've heard that argument and I do agree with it. However, literally it is not removing any actual female survivor's power. Yeah. Or female power for that matter. It is still very much a thing. So like if you were to take a thousand child support cases or custody cases, 1,000 times out of 1,000 times, a male will have to fight 10 times as harder than a female will to prove that he can have gain custody of his child. You can have a fully methed out, cocaine out, toothless female just show up in court and say, I'm a female. And unless the male proves that, you know, undoubtedly beyond the fact that he can provide more for the child, the female will gain custody of the child. It is a standard thing in America. And like, that's also like, the root cause of like where we are as a culture and as a society where like you're going to believe the woman 10 times out of 10 yeah, and you're going to believe the male zero times out of 10. Yep. You know, so although obviously it's real, men are, do abuse women yeah. and you know, those survivors have to fight and they get shit on too. Yeah. Everyone gets shit on honestly. It's, it's kind of I think it's the entirety of the cause, whether it was domestic violence or the Me Too movement, because she was she pretty was, involved in that too. Yep, her and what's the chick? Uh, what's that chick's name? 
They play Captain Marvel. Um, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Yeah, because she it, she did all that against Casey Affleck. I don't know if y'all followed that one. Mm-hmm. She said that Casey Affleck sexually harassed her and did all of this. And it came out. It was actually the event that she recalled was recorded. So it came out. And it was fucking hilarious to me for the simple fact she made these statements because he didn't cast her in a movie that he did. And she made all these accusations against him. And it came out to be false. And I think it was the, uh, was it the Oscars? He was nominated for an award. They made her present it to him. <laughs> and it was fucking phenomenal. She was like, presenting the award for best producer, Casey Affleck. It was fucking hilarious. He was like, thank you, Brie. And she just kind of walked off the stage. It was hilarious to me. And I was like, you can't, what a lot of people don't realize, and I'm not saying a lot of people, what people don't realize is words have meaning and actions dictate consequences. And, a, and an appropriate reaction to them. And that's something that Amber Heard needs to realize and everybody else that does malicious acts to people for their betterment or their gain. You can't just do whatever you want to do and think you get away with it. That's not the way. Society has proven that, yes, that works, but when there are actual facts that negate what you're saying, you can't get away with it. So now, and it, it sucks because in our culture, in our society, you can say whatever you want to, and it can be proven false, but society doesn't punish you for doing that. Correct. I mean, just like you said, with <coughs> Larson, I never knew of that. Like that never hit the mainstream, obviously. Yeah. But here we are. We have we've got a a Hollywood female accusing a Hollywood male of stuff, proven false. And where did all her Disney contracts go? They stayed. Yeah. She's got more shit with Marvel too. Like, why didn't she get canceled in a heartbeat? You know, that's just where we are as a culture. And our culture also continuously contradicts itself too. <laughs> Yep. Because like we're we're here blending and mending and creating all these genders and you know me too and equal rights and all this other crap, but it's it's still very black and white, like especially in the justice system. Yeah, like I've been falsely accused of assault, and there's actually a female in prison right now, like dealing with that shit. The the other two that accused me got PCS somewhere else. It's a real thing. Yeah, you can just falsely accuse somebody of assault and get what you want. And people turn the other way. Yeah. Like, no, that's not how this is supposed to work because if I have to, I got to refute all the shit you're saying about me now and you just simply get 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 to pick up and move, like, that's not how this works. Because at that point, knowing what I know now about the legal system, I'm coming after you for whatever I can. Because I've learned, like, I grew up in a society, I grew up in Atlanta, right? So the society I grew up in is you talk shit, you get hit. If you nut, I buck, we gonna blow to blow. But I am of an age now and I'm of a, a mindset to where you can do what you want to do and once you realize those actions have consequences, at that point, I'm hitting you where it counts the most. Yeah, I can black your eye, I can knock your teeth out, but your wallet will hurt a lot more than your pride. Thanks. So I'm going for your wallet. Maybe it's the Jewish in me, I don't fucking know, but at the end of the day, I can take your monetary units, put you on the street and live my life in a content manner and not feel guilty because you did this. Your actions made my actions, made my reactions where they were. Agreed. It just sucks because, like in this scenario, and in all these scenarios that we're talking about, if you get a fault, if you as a male um, are the victim of like a false accusation again from a female, and then in Johnny Depp's case, he's going to have to fight tooth and nail as he currently is doing. Yeah. And he can undoubtedly exponentially prove Amber Heard wrong. On every step of the way, as they've already currently done. Yeah. She didn't donate to charity all that time. She did hit him. She did admit it. 
all this other shit, you know, and he's going to come out even. If. He ain't going to come out above nothing. If he comes you know, out Disney even. Disney isn't going to take him back. Yeah. He doesn't want to take Disney back as well either. But, like, he's going to have to fight tooth and nail just to survive. Yeah. You know? And, like, she has to do nothing, and she's going to come out of this, even if, like, she loses this lawsuit and her entire reputation is completely fucking destroyed. She's still going to go beyond Aquaman, too. Yeah. Like, nothing. Well, they got a bunch of signatures against it now. I sure. I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. It just sucks. Like, I, I hate it for him that he's going through this. I don't even know the man personally. But it sucks. Nobody should have to endure shit like this. Period. Dot. Male, female, it doesn't matter. You just can't treat people like shit. Yeah. And obviously with all relationships, and, and as proven in this court trial too, is like they were both the aggressor yep. and they both did terrible things. There's no doubt in that. Yeah. But per the basis of the lawsuit, she lied. And now he's going to fucking try and prove it. Yep. Or at or least very specific things that she lied about. Yeah. I hope uh, I hope they crucify her for it, honestly. We can hope. Equal rights, equal fights. These hands is bisexual. You all can get them. Mm. Sorry for putting you to sleep, Becca. I'm not asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting back and observing. What's your opinion of it? Like, I know you don't follow the case, but, like, the whole repudiating and refuting negative comments against somebody who has proof, like, that whole, that whole mark on society, the justice system as a whole, honestly. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm educated enough. I am educated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have enough knowledge and research to make, like, a statement. Um... And I don't want to just like I when I do make a statement about something, I want to make sure I have the facts and everything. Yeah. So I mean, I'm learning. That's what I was saying. Like sitting back, like I haven't talked much this thing. It's just like I I'm one of those people. I'm not just gonna say something to say something. Yeah. Um, because you know that doesn't do anything for my credibility. So I can sit back and I can learn from people. So I'm just sitting back and chilling and listening to the conversation. Well, maybe not about the case. Like, if you're not educated about the case, but do you have a vocal opinion on anything that we were just talking about, I guess? False accusations, things like that. If not, I mean, you don't. That's cool, too. No, not really. <laughs> Fair enough. We'd probably beat that to a pulp, too. But uh, since you haven't talked a whole lot, what was your topic? What did you want to talk about? Oh, I was talking about your most... Big segue. I was like, "Who's just really serious?" And I was like, swinging the door to basically like your most embarrassing moment. Oh God! <laughs> so, oh, God. You're doing like a full 360. Yeah, I do like that. Can, yeah, let's light it up. Lighten the mood and bring it back. Yeah, uh, what you got? Um, <laughs> you said you said most embarrassing moment. So honestly, I've done a lot of dumb shit, and I'm thinking about like the most embarrassing moment. So. <clears throat> I played golf in high school. Yes, I played golf. Ooh, um, wait, wait, you win. You go ahead next year. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Um, I played golf too. So I also made the dumb mistake of wearing, I honestly look like a croquet player because our uniform, well, our freshman year, our uniform was like a yellow highlighter polo with a little Highlander dude. And then they decided to switch it up. Like Ralph Lauren? 
no, no, no. Oh. Old Highlander dude, like men in skirt. Oh. Yeah, we're the Highlands Highlanders. <laughs> men, so, That's creative. So our guy, our guy was not as sexy as Outlander. Outlander. Um, I mean, wow, it was. It was a whole different story. Anyway, uh, so yeah, all white. Um, I look like a again fucking cocaine bear. Any play. So we had this really nice course that we played on, and like I was good friends with the people that were that we were playing against, and I was in the group. And golf is like a fucking mind game. Like, so I was by no means any good. I was forced to play golf. So I was out there and I hit and my drive went into the fucking rough, which if anybody doesn't know golf terms, the rough is basically off the fucking fairway across the path from the golf cart. Normal grass. (laughs) Yes. So the rule is is that you cannot move your ball closer to the hole. You can move it a club clubs like away from like if you can't it's not hittable you have to take like a penalty stroke so i did i moved it uh it was kind of full of like bushes and stuff i really wasn't paying attention at this point i was just like fuck it i want to get this over with whatever get my triple bogey um so i was setting up for my shot and i was like (laughs) my my coach was in her golf cart and like the rest of the players were behind me and so I went for my shot and I, I felt contact. I was like, damn, yes. I was like, redemption. I was like, when I fall through, I was like looking for the ball. I was like, man, I did a really great shot. I was like looking, looking. Um, and I, you know, as I hit, the contact was actually a pile of shit. Dog shit. Nice. I hit the dog shit and it sprayed. And I thought it was dirt. And then I started, my ball had literally trickled forward like two feet. And, and the other I was shit. And you and were wearing all white. Yes. Ugh. I was covered in shit. My ball was in shit. My club was in shit. And everyone behind me was fucking dying laughing. My coach literally drove up to me, popped the brakes, threw a towel at me, and drove off. She was so embarrassed. And I was just like <laughs> covered in shit. Literally. I was like, somebody's had let their little foo-foo dog come and drop a deuce. On the course. On the course, and I picked it up in the poo-poo bag. And you drilled and I just, it. I drilled it. <laughs> Nailed that. I was like, what great contact. With a club or a driver? Uh, that would be probably my 7-iron. <laughs> <laughs> I just nailed that Jesus. shit home. And I, I just thought I did a great shot. I even with the fall through, I was looking. I was she like, pulled it for a picture with shit all over it. That had been on the front page of the school <laughs> so paper. like the rest of the match, everyone just kind of like, stayed away from me. Because I was covered in shit, and I didn't have like any extra clothes, and my golf bag smelled like shit, and it was so embarrassing. And like, luckily, I was kind of I was friends with the girls that we were playing against, and like the other coach came up and like we heard, we heard, and like oh, man, the whole team like just busted out laughing. They're like, we have been waiting all day. Like we were trying not to laugh, but we can't anymore. And I was like, yeah. It was a shit show, literally. So that was probably one of the most embarrassing moments. It's a shit show. Shit show. I tried to make as many shit puns as I could. Because you have to in that moment. Like, like Your new call sign is Doodle Brown. <laughs> Brown out. Oh, Brown out. You got a couple shit stories today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Shit and I have a common theme. Oh, God. So that was my most, one of my most embarrassing. Probably like top 30. Jesus. You got anything, Marcus? 
So it's embarrassing to me. Not really a lot of people were around. So back in 2017, when I was on dialysis, uh, I was on a day with my mom, and I had a dialysis appointment at four. So I come home. I think I might have told John the story before. I come home, and I had never shit on myself before. <laughs> so, and I, I, I want to find a problem because everybody else said, oh, I shit on myself. But I was like, no, hell no, fuck that. No, never me. I come home, and I was like, hey, I got to get ready for dialysis. So I take a shower because we've been in the sun. And I get dry off, and I start putting on my boxers and my wife beater. Because at the time, I didn't have any of my boxer briefs with me. So I put on my boxers, and I was like, I got to fart. <laughs> okay. My stomach had been fine all day because I had been farting all day. I went to fart, and I was like, oh, that's kind of wet. <laughs> wet and airy. And I was like, no, nah, it's just a fart. And I feel something like tickle the back of my leg, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God. Like, no, it's just coming out. And we have cream carpet in our house in Atlanta, and I was like, oh, my mama killed me. <laughs> she was on the so, like, I was like, I got to get back in the shower. As soon as I get, I take off my underwear, put them in the uh, trash can, and, and tie it up because I'm taking it outside. Because at this point, I am, I am 38 years old. I'm going to tell my mama shit myself. And I was like, my phone rings. It's like, hey, Mr. Carla, like, uh, 10 minutes after 40, 20 or 4. And I was like, yeah, like, we got stuck in traffic. I'll be there in a minute. So <laughs> I was like, I jumped back in the shower, took a shower. From my mom, I was like, you're late. And I was like, I know. She was like, where are you going with that bag? And I was like, I'm taking it out. She's like, there's nothing in it but, like, papers. And I was like, I'm taking it out. <laughs> so I take it out. And then, like, I'm sitting in dialysis. And for anyone who's been dialysis, like, the blood drains out of your body so it makes you tired. So, like, towards the end of it, it's two and a half hours, and I got to sit there, and I'm like, I got to fart again. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. So, like, it, it's slowly building. I was like, hey, I called the nurse, and I was like, can you unhook me right now? She's like, you got, like, 10 minutes. And I was like, unhook me now. <laughs> She's like, all right, cool. So, she unhooks me, and I go to the bathroom. I was like, if this is a fart, it's going to be over a toilet. So I got to fart, and at this point, I sit down, and it blows out the back of the toilet. And I was like, these bitches trying to have me fucked up again. Like, I'm not going to be sitting here with a bunch of old folks and other people smelling like shit. Like, what is that smell? So that is the most embarrassing story of my life I've ever been through. Oh, my God. Other than that, I shit it in the water one time, too. Like grown up? No, not a pool. Oh, caddy shack. Oh. Caddy shack, bro. We were in the ocean, and it was my you first did not time. Shit in the ocean. I did. Well, oh. in the sound. <laughs> we went wakeboarding. I was like, my stomach hurt. Like, I don't really want to go there. Stop being a bitch. Like, come out here. And I was like, all right, fine. So I go out there. It's my turn. Mind you, I never stood up on a wakeboard before. So I get out there. I was like, hey, don't pull the boat yet. They're like, what are you doing? I was like. Oh, the buckle came off on the shoe, and I was like, oh, I pulled my no, pants out, no, no. dropped it, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to wipe this shit. We in the water. It flows, and I said, all right, you can go now. And that was the first time I was stood up on the way more. <laughs> I had to get as far away from that turd as humanly possible. <laughs> I've done that before. I've shit out of the way. You don't have much of an option. Right. It's just pop and go. So now every time I get on a boat, I take whatever the anti-diarrhea medicine is. <laughs> like, I'd be damned. To lock you up? Yeah. And then three days later, I'd be shitting hard. Like, so I, yeah, we got some shit stories in here. <laughs> theme is poop tonight. <laughs> All right, for me, I don't, honestly, I don't really get embarrassed. Like, if it's something stupid that happens, I'm going to just make it a funny story. <laughs> so I, I don't 
don't have anything embarrassing, but I have a shit story. Uh, when I was like eight years old, uh, <laughs> my family had just taken me in. Uh, my, the family who just adopted me. I love this story. <laughs> <laughs> and so I am. I still have my original birth name. Like the, my parents don't really know who I am as a person because they're still learning who I am. Um, my older brother had been with the family for a year or more, a little bit, so he's a little more established. Me and my younger brother, not so much. But the older brother liked getting like fake dye in his hair, just like spray paint dye that lasts until you shower. Basically. Uh-huh. And uh, we're going to a family gathering where it's uh, my cousin's graduation. He's my godfather now, but I didn't know him back then. I didn't know who he was. Um, but I'm like eight years old. My little brother's six. You know, my older brother is only three months older than me, so he's eight years old too. Uh, and I, I've got like a full head of hair and I got spikes and I got like bright orange spray in my hair. <laughs> Not my full hair. Think like Justin Timberlake, like the frosted tail. <laughs> orange, but orange. And we're at the local Eagles Club. And we're just, I don't know what we were doing, fucking around being kids. Like I remember we were playing tag um, while the, everyone else was getting shit out. Um, and I remember just fucking dropping a load in my trousers, dude. I shit my pants so hard. And I just went to the bathroom and I'm like pooping. <laughs> and uh, my dad, my current dad comes in to help. And apparently, so I had diarrhea too. So like he's, I'm like scooping up this mess and like it's hot. <laughs> and Your poop was hot? My poop was hot. You don't know how hot my poop was? I'm taking my tidy whities off. And I'm flicking the rest of the diarrhea into the toilet. It was so hot, it burnt a hole in my tidy whiteies. I shit a hole in my fucking tidy whiteies. And I've been with this family a couple weeks, tops. Like, they barely know me, and they're probably like, these fucking shitty kids. Dude. Like, it's so bad. I, I burnt a hole in my tidy whiteies with some steamy diarrhea. And, that, and I just remember, like, at the end of the night, we're walking out to the car, and my dad just pissed the fuck off just holding a walmart bag of Let's diarrhea tidy whiteies just like this piece of shit i don't know why i did this <laughs> and i make fun of him every time i see him for it too so that's my poop story slash embarrassment story you got anything in there well mine <laughs> do you want to wait for a break or at this time yeah that's fine. All right, we're going to be back in just a second. We're coming next session. <laughs> More poop. <laughs> too. All right, be back from pissing and shitting and farting and coming. Wait, what? Just to hear what? more farting. <laughs> Leah, what's your poop story? All right, so mine isn't really a poop story. It does have a fart in it. <laughs> but, uh, so I was at dinner. I think I was in middle school or high school. I don't remember. But I was at like dinner we were at a restaurant with like some of my friends and we were just sitting there being like annoying ass fucking teenagers and we were just like not like loud loud but we were loud and like laughing and shit and I was sitting like in the middle of all of my friends and I let out like you know those like really hard like sharp farts so I let one of those out but it was like it like made like a really high pitch sound, so we all just started busting out laughing. Your girl was on her period, so I let that out, 
And as soon as I laughed, it was like a, and my tampon shot the fuck out. Oh my god. It stayed in my pants. Oh, oh. And as soon as it happened, oh, oh, oh. I almost started screaming. I was like, I just shot my tampon out. I just, I just shot out. That was the first time it had ever happened to me. And I was so scared, but also like so like intrigued at the like, same time. I'm challenged. <laughs> I mean you hoes can shoot a tampon out of your cooter. <laughs> Literally fire in the hole. <laughs> Fired out the hole. It's a cannon. There it is. A bottle rocket right there. A Roman candle if Michael you will. Michael <laughs> Dinner's ready. <laughs> so how did you like get up out of the table to fix what was in your pants? Like this. <laughs> you should be like, Andy just shook it out, shook it out of the bottle. I was wearing skinny jeans. So no. They were like, oh, is that a... It's a tampon, bitch, not a, not a dick. So did it like fully come out and then lodge sideways in your pants? <laughs> oh, I feel like if it was, oh. if your pants were tight enough, like you could just shoot it out, but then your pants would catch it and push it back in. You could theoretically, you could theoretically, theoretically fuck yourself that way. <laughs> like, well, I guess it was like cockeyed. Yeah, it was diagonal. Yeah, it curved to the left. Marvin never used that brand. <laughs> Oh God! I could never use tampons. I always use nasty pants. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was It was not. It was not. Aren't you all there? Uh, yes. It wasn't about you just dancing. I was just dancing until someone's fat fucking stomach knocked me over. It wasn't me because you uh, you know your boy is thick. <laughs> thick little bowl of grinks. But it wasn't me. I don't even know who all was around. I was just in my zone. like. With your flip flops on. Where were you guys at? AJ's. Oh, Slay J's. Was, I felt like it was dead in there. It was. We were like the only people oh, in there. Yeah. It was like a middle of a week, too. It was because we were on nights. Uh -huh. We didn't work that nice day. Oh, and someone goodness. still got in your business and bumped you hard enough to snap your ankle. It was because we were all in the group <coughs> dancing because we were the only group in eight days. <laughs> and I was just living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> until I wasn't. It was the 21st. To the 1st. Tita Fears. You know what I did for back then? I'm gonna say it out loud, but I'm going. <laughs> <clears throat> so my uh, my parents were not like when they were younger. Like they did birthday parties and stuff for me. My 16th birthday, my sister almost died because we didn't know she had mono. So that <laughs> no, my so she ruined your birthday. <laughs> so my sweet 16 oh, was basically fun. her <laughs> in the ER, and uh, my cake was dried out. <clears throat> so. 
my 21st birthday, we went to a movie. I don't even remember what. I think it was the animated movie Sing with all the animals. That movie just came out like three years ago. I was going to say. Or whatever. It was something with animals. <laughs> Charlotte's Web. <laughs> Might as well then. David Attenborough. I was like, for my 18th birthday, I went and saw Frozen. So this just kind of explains how my birthdays go. And the women oh, get together. <laughs> so we went to a gas station that was right next to it. And my sister was like, okay, your favorite birthday. Pick something out. I picked out, I think it was like a Bud Light margarita in a can. Oh, thought juice. And then they put it in a brown bag. And I was like, woo, that's my first birthday. Oh, yeah, that was it. Marcus invited me to my 21st, yeah. so don't feel too bad. I was like, there's yeah, a bunch she's of birthdays. She's sitting at home sleeping. I was like, that's not happening. There's a bunch of birthdays I want to, like, redo. I was like, if I could, like, redo my 21st birthday, I really need to redo that. When's your birthday? The day after Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Let's redo it. We moved. We don't really celebrate Christmas. No. We just so put just up a Christmas tree. <laughs> Christmas tree covered in pizza spatulas that I habitually steal or stole. <laughs> and mini like bottles. And a Bud Light. And actual nice ornaments that are both of our parents. Yeah. Heirlooms, yeah. I don't, my, really, I don't think I did anything. My 21st, uh, I didn't want to do shit. I just wanted to go home and be the family. Mm. Uh, so I went up to Montana with mom and dad and the brothers. And we went to Casey's Sky Bar. It was a four-story bar in Whitefish, Montana. And we went to the Sky Bar, the rooftop bar, and it was a beautiful view of the mountains. Wow. I still have that sweatshirt. I wear it all the time. Um, and I had pink eye. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, like I felt it starting the day before, like when I was 20.99% years old. <laughs> and I just called TRICARE, and I was like, yo, pretty sure I've got pink eye. Yeah. And I'm in fucking Montana, right? And they're like, TRICARE's like, people live there? We'll just... Go to, go to Walmart and get some eye cream. So I went and got some eye cream and I was putting it in. And you're not supposed to drink with the pink eye cream because it's not going to help shit. And there's a couple selfies in there that I actually don't have anymore. I'm going to have to find. But I, that I took with my uncle and my grandpa because they were in town too to see me because it was the first time I'd seen them since enlisting. And my fucking left eye is just like not shut or swollen, but just red and irritated and almost shut. It's just like that's my kind of luck. Just. Of course, I got pink eyes. Your special day, you got this shit. I ain't done nothing dirty or nothing nasty. I was going to see my family. Which mm. is probably dirty and nasty. <laughs> Just <laughs> fucking caught pink eye. But it was a beautiful sight, at least. That was something. Did someone fart in your face? The dogs, probably. <laughs> I was like, I've been told. I don't know if this is true or not. But if someone farts in your face, you get pink eye. Yes. Maybe the you farted matter. in your cat's face. <laughs> well, every time you... <laughs> Oh. Yeah, my cat has conjunctivitis in both eyes. Currently? Currently. You're sniffing your butt? You'd be sleeping in another bedroom. Uh, <laughs> Did you what? shit in your cat's face? Well, I mean, she awkwardly ends up in weird places next to me because, like, she makes her way onto the bed at night and, like, usually steps all over me. And I can tell it's her. And she does this thing where she literally takes her whole body weight and just, like, slams it against me and, like, shimmies him. <laughs> So, like, I'm sure I probably fart at night and I don't know it. So, maybe, like, she got down on my butt and I farted on her, and that's how she got pink eye. I mean, nothing against cats, but cats are also disgusting creatures. Yeah. Like, they don't, they lick themselves, but that's not grooming or cleaning. 
You know, they're just it's pleasurable. Truly, and then, you know, especially the way we raise cats too. Like shit in this little box of sand for me. Mm-hmm. Bury it yourself. Like they're covered. My dog they're covered in their own fecal matter all the time. So if they sit there and scratch their eyes, that's something. Yeah, but that's another thing too. Like uh, I was gonna say earlier, like every time you fart, you spread fecal matter. Every time you flush the toilet, you spread fecal matter. Yeah. Which is why I'm huge on closing the lid to help prevent that. Stuff. And having a water closet. Yeah, yeah, you spread fecal matter all the time. So like I'm super anal about that. Like I, I have like a retainer that I'll wear every couple days. Like I'll let it air out and then I'll mm-hmm. put it away because like if we're sitting there shitting in the bathroom, there's gonna be fecal matter on that fucking yeah. piece. But like, unless it's you have like a wet fart, you're saying when you fart, those like that gas has fecal matter in it. Yeah. Just (laughs) just like all airborne microbes, bacteria. These are like myth busters or something. They put it now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they found a way to like Mark Rober on YouTube blacklighted like the spread of bacteria in a bathroom. You flush it once, and it's like if you could imagine like a tornado, you know. Ruining some white trash neighborhoods or whatever, but like that is the spread of bacteria when you flush a toilet. Yep. I read somewhere that when you flush your toilet, like the lid is up, the water coming out can go up to like twenty feet. Yeah. What? Yeah, the droplets. Yeah. Oh wow, my cats are nasty because they like to drink in the lid. <laughs> the bottom of the toilet water. I don't know why because like obviously I give them fresh water. Man, now you say it, I didn't even think about that. Like their feet. Are on my sheets, but their feet have been in the shit. Yeah, that's why I don't put my dog yeah. in my bed. Yeah, it, it gets worse because then, like, people who try to take, like, hey, we are a no shoes household, like, they're mm-hmm. they kind of have an idea you're dragging all that bacteria through the house, but you can't stop it. The same thing with a toilet you take a nice fat shit in your toilet, right? You didn't get any shit on your toilet seat, but all that bacteria is climbing up the toilet bowl, mm-hmm. and then it now it's touching the underside of the toilet seat. And now it's going to just travel because bacteria is a living organism. going to travel to the top of your toilet seat. You know? And then, like, you flush, spread that shit everywhere. Now you got it on the handle, like, <coughs> your fucking, what do you call it? The handles for your water. Well, like, you should wash your hands. You wash your hands, but then you turn your sink off, right? You just put the bacteria right back on your yeah. hands. So, oh. you actually get quite deep with it. Like, there's... Honestly, the only thing you're doing by washing your hands is like removing the amount of bacteria on your hands. But then as soon as you touch something. That's quite disturbingly disgusting. Anyway. Like I said, no no dig on cats. Yeah. Also dogs too, but cats worse because they shit and piss inside. This is why you should have a bidet. They are filthy creatures. Mm -hmm. That... Same thing. You wipe your ass. That's why you always got to wash your hands after you take a shit. Wipe your ass. Like, even though you're just touching toilet paper and y'all females wearing 30 pieces of toilet paper while you're wiping, that shit's still moving Who's to your hands anyway. Two, sometimes three. I can't Excuse me, Miss Lady. We burned through a whole roll in like two or three days. I can't even put toilet paper in my toilet anymore, so. You can't even use your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> you be shitting in your tub. <laughs> I think I had the best 21st birthday. Let's go. Uh, I was still in college, of course. And I was in the March Band. I was a drum major. And we had to open up at a club, for the Velvet Room, for Jay-Z. And I got to meet Jay-Z on my 21st birthday. What? That's when Jay-Z was Jay-Z. I don't know. what He looked like a runaway slave now. It's funny because you could dap him up without hugging him, and his lips would still almost touch him. Yeah. Like, 
Is you trying to kiss me? <laughs> was he dating Beyonce at the time? Yes. Did you get to meet Beyonce? No, I don't even like her. Her breath. She has halitosis. <laughs> <laughs> She got fecal matter on her face. One of my buddies used to dance for her, and mm. apparently, by the way, she doesn't pay a dancer shit. But you have on your resume, who wouldn't want you at that point? But no, he said she has halitosis. Which is what, that girl? Yeah. That means she's not cleaning her tongue. Oh. President Snow type shit. What? From Hunger Games? He had bad breath. No, he... Uh... Long story short, he poisoned some people, but he had to blend in, so he drank his own poison, which made him bleed nonstop in his lips. Uh, so he has a medicine that kind of helps prevent it, but those roses he always has are like genetic, genetically scented to yeah, mask the scent. Did you not put the in Hunger Games? Well, I watched all the movies and then read the third book, so. Kind the of third just, book? Yeah. What is it with y'all in red? Just like imagine, though, if that was a world that we lived in. I was like, I can't even imagine I'm living it. I'm, right. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm raised as tribute every day. I'm pretty sure I would be one of the first ones to be taken out. Like, I don't think I would survive. Well, maybe. I could I could run pretty fast. Oh, ain't to. doing that. I just run the other way. Ain't doing you that. You just learned what the words chode and jizz were today. That's true. You go out. <laughs> Coming up in your wordle. <laughs> Listen, you live and you learn. You know who a lot of celebrities say smells really good? Who? Rihanna. I can believe it. Yeah. She, she looks amazing. She just came out with like her Fenty perfume that's supposed to be her her scent. Her. But I've seen a lot of interviews where people are like, if you could like sit in a room with one person, everyone's like, Rihanna, Rihanna, why? Have you not smelled her? She smells amazing. Is that what they do at the Met Gala? Smell each other? You know, it's, it's ring a bell. Wasn't someone selling their own vaginal juices in like a perfume? Arr? Oh, I shit you not. So to speak. I thought that lady was selling her bathwater. Oh. Now, there's a fucking thing about this. You know, they, they say stinks. Matthew McConaughey. Really? Oh, I can see it. Because you said he's all like natural. Like. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez did an interview. She's like, I'm not sure this is somebody told me this because I didn't see the interview. That she would never film with him again because he believes in like rock song shit like that for the other. And he yeah. has a natural odor. Here it is. Gwyneth Paltrow sell, sold a candle that smelled like her vagina. That's what I was thinking of. What? Yep, she did that. That's what I was thinking She's not even that hot. I was hoping it was like Gwen Stefani. She ain't even that hot. She look better than Gwyneth. You don't think Gwyneth is pretty? No. I would say pretty, not hot. No. Definitely. She sold, sold a candle that smelled. How does she like her vagina? Yep. So like every other vagina? That's a Unless real. she had, you know. That's a real thing. Clementia. You can go ahead and Google that on your own. I ain't about to read that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. She's very much like El Natural. I mean, her daughter's name is Apple. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. People like that. Apple Paltrow. Yeah, Apple <laughs> Apple Paltrow. I don't know if her other kids' name is like Hazelnut or something. Hazelnut. That kills me because what what parents did to realize, right? And my sister was thinking some crazy things before she gave birth to my niece. Your child has a good job. You have money. Your child does not have money. I'm not going to name my child North. 
Oh, no. East, Apple, Summer's Eve. Some. Stormy. Yeah, like, you're destined your child to be a stripper? I don't, I don't fucking get it. That is a stage name. Like, if your stage name was Northwest or Stormy. any rapper name, yeah. I can get behind that. But that's your birth name? Yeah, that's on my birth suit. I got to walk around at a job. Puts in my resume. I hope all them kids grow up and denounce their fucking parents. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of people... You know, have you heard of the Khaleesi virus? No. Like Khaleesi from the Game of Thrones? No, it's like an actual virus. Uh-uh. So Khaleesi virus, and some, I knew somebody who named their kid Khaleesi. Like, you just named your kid after a virus. No, they named her after the yeah, show. Yeah, the Thrones, probably, yeah. Khaleesi means queen in that show. Yeah. Or mother of dragons or something. To Both. Because <laughs> she is... Yeah. I gotta feel like it wasn't after the virus. I know it wasn't. <laughs> I, mean, I know they didn't think it was. My baby named Covida. Corona. And her twin brother named COVID. All right, let's talk pretty names since we're on the topic. I always liked Maple, Hazel. They're all, there are two syllables for some reason. Uh, Melody, name of my truck. Melanie. Mm. I know you don't like that name, but <clears throat> you're coming up next. But yeah, Maple, Hazel, no, she won't hardly Melanie, mention. <laughs> Melanie. I think those are very pretty names. Oh, Aaliyah. Yeah. <laughs> what you want? You got a I one? think Aaliyah is a really pretty name. Oh, yeah. For this Actually, one? I think you're the first Aaliyah I've ever met. <laughs> you don't know Aaliyah Hong? Who? You didn't know Aaliyah Hong? No. Aaliyah Dana Hong? What are the pretty names you guys got? I've always liked the name Unique. I don't know why. Unique? Mm-hmm. The name Unique. Mm-hmm. That's not a name. That's an adjective, sir. I hate you. <laughs> Leilani has been my favorite name. I do like that. I have a friend named Leilani. That's cute. You're going to see her in Moana? Huh? <laughs> I was Someone like, named Leilani? And- no, I was like, yeah. I feel like that would be a character who would be in Moana. Um, Glenn's girlfriend's name is Turquoise. Nice. That's a sweet name, I think. I don't know. I feel like names dictate your future. They don't dictate shit. Because I chose my name. Well, I say that <laughs> if because... If this is the chosen future that I picked, fuck. Well, I say that because... <clears throat> and I'm not saying the, pe- the parents do that, right? Society says, oh, that's a stripper name. So they feel like, oh, so I feel like I'm destined to be a stripper. Like, if my name was Chocolate Thunder... <laughs> <laughs> right, like, clearly I'm gonna be a male gigolo. Coming to the stage now, chocolate thunder. Right now, I don't know. I feel like society makes people think that's what what they should be. Same thing with fucking astronomy signs, man. I that shit kills me. Those are constructs. Yeah, Those are modern constructs. That's all. I just like I like astrology because it just it gives me something. Mm. But I. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh. I feel like a lot of times with astrology, people get really weird with it. Like, what's your sun sign? What's your moon sign? And how many stars do you have under your name? Like, bitch, none. Like, what the fuck is all of this? Moon sign. Moon sign. Oh. <laughs> and like, what's the exact video? There was an app. I forget what the fuck it's Co-star. called. Star. Is that it? That's the one Mike had me download, CoStar. And he read all my stuff. Well, it's, it's one where you got to put in your exact birth day to the second. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because like, they're like, what time of day were you? Yeah, doing? like, who knows that? Like, my birthday was right next to me. trying to sound more, like, in-depth and more cultured about that yeah. shit. There's a couple TikToks that uh, fucking prove the point flawlessly. Uh, Becca, do you care about astronomy science by any chance? Do I? Astrology science? Yes. I mean, I don't put any weight into it. I know what I am. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, then I can't put this test on you. But there's so there's this video is actually a TikTok of another podcast, and they were talking about astrology science. And uh, there's a dude that's like, "Fuck astrology. This this stuff is bullshit. Like, it's not real." And that was his argument. So he's like talking to the girls and like the girls were like, oh my gosh, you're like, you're acting like such a Taurus. And he's like, no way, no shit. That's crazy because I am a Taurus. And they're like, oh my God, we fucking knew it. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm a fucking Virgo. And it just like shuts them down. Like, I don't know. I don't even want to get started on that topic. So with my name, because my name is spelled weird and people have tried to spell it weird for years because it has... The normal, like, Rebecca spelling is R-E-B-E-C-C-A, but my parents wanted to change it up a bit, and it went R-E-B-E-K-A-H. I've had people spell it R-E-B-E-C-C-K-A-H, R-E-B-E-K-K-A-H. Keep going. Rebecca. As long as it's not three Ks. Um, I said. (laughs) So, but, like, the reason, like, behind the naming is because, I guess, in Jewish culture, uh, they take the letter of the first, like, the letter of the first, okay, the grandfather or grandmother's, like, paternal name, and they take one of their first letters of their name, and they use that to name the child, like, help name the child, um, and so they did that with one of my middle names, so my grandmother on my dad's side was named Evelyn, so they t- used her E, and they came up with Yvonne, and yeah, so... I was like, in that sense, like, I know my name is weird, but I was like, I try to, like, understand the logic behind why my parents would give me, like, a law firm name. Because literally, it sounds like <laughs> yeah, four names, firm. yeah. Like, it just, like, keeps going. It should end after my first middle name, but it doesn't. So, I was like, I thought that was kind of cool. That, that sounds more like family tradition. Yeah. Yeah. Else. Versus, like, we were talking about earlier, like, Psalm and North and... At least they'll know what direction he's going. Clearly not. <laughs> not with them parents of the moral compass. Oof. We got this many minutes left. Let's wrap it up with Marcus. You had a topic, right? Yes. So we can keep going too. We don't need to do it within this many minutes, but I think we're covered in that. Let's cover it. So I think my topic was self-loathing and how do you deal with it. So with, I guess I'll start. My thing is I have a bleeding heart. And I want, I want to see the good in everybody. And that has burned me so many times over the past three years that it's uncountable. Accountable is not the word I'm looking for. To the point where I don't want to do it anymore. But, like, for instance, last night I was involved in a car, so this man hit me. He got out told me a sob story, and I was like, you know what? We'll exchange information. I will call the police. Worked it out in my favor. But it's to the point, like, when do I stop feeling like I'm a sucker? for everybody else's soft story and giving them the benefit of a doubt and helping them out. Like, how do I deal with it? How do I cope with that? You know what I'm saying? And that equates to self-loathing for you? Yeah, I hate myself because I have a bleeding heart for it. Like, I hate the fact that I want to see good in everybody. And I know there's, like, good in every person that I, I meet. But my inside of me, I'm saying, there has to be something good about this person. And nine times out of ten, there is. Well, eight times out of ten. But those other two people... 
will burn you and make me hate myself even more. So it kind of it bothers me because I don't want to hate myself for being a good person. But I feel like I have to. My immediate response would be like, how bad do they burn you and what are the consequences that follow that? So like I, for like five minutes of my life earlier today, I thought of myself in your shoes where this dude hits you while he's pulling out of his parking spot with his kid. And then he begs you not to call the cops because he's probably been drinking, right? Yeah. And then like, I thought to myself, well, what if I did say, you know what? No, I'm calling the cops. But this is Florida. So they go, the dude like loses his mind, pulls out a gun and then shoots yeah. you. You know, I thought about that. You know, I might probably would have done the same thing. But uh, I guess like, where's your limit? How often and how willing are you to get burned? You know? Yeah. You hate the fact that you have a bleeding heart? It's up to your tolerance of fuckery, I guess. Yeah. How tolerant of you are you of getting fucked? Yeah. And that's just one of the many things I hate about myself, but just, that could be a whole day of the topics of the shit I hate about myself. <laughs> I hate feeling like I hate myself <clears throat> things when I know that it, they're good qualities. And that not something there's nothing wrong with me. Society makes me feel like I shame myself for those things too. I hate the culture we live in. Period. Doc. Maybe I should have been born in the seventies or eighties. Yeah, go be a hippie. Yeah, definitely not the fifties or sixties because I'm half black. That don't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you should hate yourself for being a good person. I think out of the four of us, you're probably the best person sitting in this room, like the nicest, like. Most forgiving person, yeah. I would say. Um, but I kind of like what Andy said. Like, what's your tolerance? Like, if you hate that you have such a bleeding heart that you're going to let people slide with whatever, then you yourself need to put your own foot down and be like, okay, this is my limit. This yeah. is what it's going to be. And then after that, it's balls to the fucking wall. You, you're going to get what you deserve. And I... I don't think you should change who you are, just how much you're willing to let yourself go through. Because all of us in this room are as, as good of friends with you because you're such an amazing person. So you shouldn't change the fact that you are such a good person. Just yeah. don't take so much shit. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I was trying to get at. Is like your tolerance for shit is immense. You can take a fucking beating nonstop all the fucking time. Yeah, and here you are going, "Oh, I hate the fact that I can take such a beating," and that that is a you know uh, conscious and subconscious choice. Like you're consciously letting it happen, and subconsciously you're able to take it. Yeah, but like consciously at some point you're gonna have to go. Nope, this is my limit. I will no longer take this beating anymore. Yeah. That life is handing me, but you've got yourself a big bleeding heart, and you can take quite a beating. Yeah. So you shouldn't have to. Right. Yeah. Set your own limit, man. Now, for me, um, like I mentioned earlier, I'm aware of that I have such a short torso and such long limbs, and like my my torso is curved. I have a very curvy back, not scoliosis sideways but more kyphosis, like forward and back. So like, I'm always like looking in a mirror and I see like, I could round my shoulders out and pull my 
shoulder blades back much further. And I'm always looking at that shit. Yeah. And I always hate it. Like, that's what I loathe about myself is the fact that I have such a curvy back. <laughs> oh, that's just like a gesture. Everyone starts adjusting. Oh, like a yeah, and I, I know the solution because I religiously hate doing abs. And if I just did abs religiously for like a month, I could straighten this shit out and fix the muscle imbalance that I have. But in the meantime, I'm looking at my curvy shoulders and my tiny torso and my long limbs, and I'm just like, I hate myself. Like, I'm such an awkward <laughs> piece of shit. And I'm like, if I wear long socks, my calves don't look big anymore. Like I talked about. Yeah. You know? That's what I loathe about myself. But here we are. Like I, that's that's me. And how do you fight that? You you have to make a mental effort to, yeah, look at your flaws and just move past them, accept them primarily, and then move past them. Like I know for a fact that I just need to train abs more, <laughs> focus on pulling my shoulders back, which makes my traps look great, by the way. Yeah. And I'd be dope. But here I am looking at my curvy ass shoulder blades in the mirror. And slump. Hate myself. You can stand you up so. My mom was huge on posture. She used to put us Southern up against. Bale. Used to put us up against the wall and put books on our head, and we'd have to walk from the wall with the book on our head. Yeah, oh, like God, crazy. No. So like, I get it with like the whole posture thing, because she would like put us up there and like, all right, no, you gotta like straighten yourself out. So. Yeah, like. It's- I know because I intensely focus on posture. Yeah, right. rucking. Mm-hmm. opens your back up and it opens your posture up a lot and I can still stand up straight at attention and be totally fine mm-hmm. but after like five minutes my back's gonna start slumping or sitting on a like out at the kitchen table on the bench with no back support my back's gonna start aching because <clears> my abs <throat> are right. so weak that like my shoulders and my lower back are taking all the weight so like if I would just train abs a little more and finally build that support that my body needs, I'd be fine. <laughs> but I'm a lazy fucking piece of shit. So <laughs> there's that. If I lay flat on the floor, my head making contact, shoulders, hips, heels, all making contact, my back curves forward so much that if I was laying flat on the ground, you could fit your entire arm under my back. I, that's not a good thing. I know. Yeah. I know. Put an arch in your back and lift your rump. Most people would have to push their gut out to make that kind of arch in there. Yeah. Like me, it's just natural. That's how curvy my back is. Oh, Lord. That sounds painful. Not going to get curves, girl. <laughs> <laughs> not going to get curves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I would just train abs a little more, I could probably fix that. I just don't. That's my own fault. And that's why I loathe myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It took a lot of effort. We're just going around with all we hate about ourselves. All right. Oof. Medication helps me. <laughs> really, it. It's what helps is the medication. Yeah. Well, we're not really listing what we hate about ourselves, <laughs> even though we did that. <laughs> is there anything you do to fight that besides the meds? Is, it, is there a mental game involved? Oh, yeah. It's, I think it's. Like, I would say it's probably like 75% mental, 25% physical. Because I have to be in that mindset. Like, I feel like this week I have been in that mindset, but physically I slept for like the first two days that we were fucking sick. So I 
Yeah, those first two days, I don't really think about anything. But, yeah, if I'm not in, like, the mindset, if I'm, like, if I forget to refill my meds or if they're just, like, not working and I'm just depressed, depressed out espresso, I just, I'm not doing shit. I'm not doing yeah. anything. And then that's whenever it gets worse and worse and worse. <coughs> but if I'm in the mindset, like, I'm, I'm going to force myself to go do it. And then it, it just gets easier, obviously, from that point. Yeah. That's it. Short and sweet. Good, because I talk too much. <laughs> 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 Oof. Oh. This is a hard talkie. <laughs> this is a hard topic for me, because uh, self-image is something like I've struggled with for a really long time, and I still struggle. Um, I don't know. I don't think I've found a healthy solution yet. I think, I think a way to channel all my insecurity anxiety is like why I work out as much as I do. It's because like that surely will fix everything. Um, I think it's teaching like that habit. Like there's like that memory in your brain that as soon as those thoughts come up, that's the first thought you think. And like training that part of my brain to be like, no, you have to sort, you have to think of something else besides that. And it's really freaking hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, it's so hard. Um, Cause like, I, I feel like I'll, I will never be like, I hate saying this cause it sounds so stereotypical. Like everyone always says it's like, I have never felt enough for someone or anyone or I will never be good enough no matter what I do, period. And that's like just the reality of the world that I live in right now in the battle, of, I call it the battle of my mind. It's always there and I have to somehow replace that thought with something positive. And yeah. Yeah. You're, getting, you're getting nods around the room. Yeah. We all definitely fucking feel that way. And as most people do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, I don't want to sound like sound stereotypical because like everyone goes through it, but that, but like that's my biggest thing, and that leads to like a whole other branch off of like insecurities, like that have affected like my relationships, like friendships, um, like personally, like personal relationships. Um, yeah. So. So how? To caveat, how do you fight? your self-loathing. Let's talk about that. Yeah, it's like what Ollie was saying, you have to train your brain to counteract that. We talked about this Johannes. Yeah. <laughs> we did. I, I was like, this sounds real familiar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I, I was having like an awful, awful day and it was like to the point of I was in my mind and when I get in my mind is like a very dark place that I go to. And I was like, I have to get out. And thankfully, Marcus was like, yeah, you need to get out of the house. Because <laughs> I was just like, oh. Um, that actually is an improvement. A healthy, like, one of the things, like, usually before I, like, before everything, um, I used to just stay in that dark place. And that's when things got really bad. But, like, I've been teaching myself, okay, when you're in that place, you have to reach out to somebody who you know, who, yeah, who mm -hmm. loves you and we'll tell you the truth um and we'll like be able to set you back right 
And that is something I've been discovering like the past year. So that is how I work on like defeating self-loathing is you have to have some kind of support system who's going to be constant. Um, and even like you have them there in the good and the bad, and then they'll tell you like, Hey, you're right on the money or Hey, set you straight. So, yes. Agree. <laughs> Agree. I can tell you now, speak for everybody in here. You are a phenomenal friend. There, there are days when, and from my point of view, there are days when I'm going through schoolwork and I'm doing schoolwork and I'm like, this shit is fucking stupid. I'm never going to get a 4.0, blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. And all of a sudden I get a team this. How's your homework going? Oh, it does matter to everybody that I do well in school. And I'm like, this is going good now because I can actually think about what I'm doing. You help center my mind, right? <clears throat> and everybody in this room can also say, I am the worst <laughs> when it comes to holding my own because I feel like I'm burdening everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I've learned over the past couple of months with everything that I've been going through, my family is here, right? Even Brayden, who is across the world right now. He almost home. Right, mm -hmm. Monday. He almost home. I rely on you guys for a lot, right? And I don't know that I could have made, honestly, hand to God, since February, I don't know that I could have made it through these past couple of months without you guys, period, Doc. Between y'all, my mom, and a couple of other close friends that I have, it's been extremely hard to do to deal with what I've been dealing with, like the betrayal and everything, the tarnishing and everything. And I've, I've been in dark places over the past couple of months, but it's like something inside of me is, uh, not inside of me, something inside of the universe, right? God reaches one of you guys or somebody else and says, hey, call Marcus. Hey, reach out to him. See how he's doing. And when those thoughts start running through my head, my phone rings or I get a text message or I get an email. And it's like, are you all right? It's like, I don't know. There's this video on TikTok and then I'm done. There's a video on TikTok with, the, I think they're the View Girls, T and Tamara on there and Lonnie. And like their grandfather just passed, and one of them, I can never know who was who, with a stream of clothes. And it was like, hey, how are you doing? She's like, oh, good. She was like, no, how are you doing? And she broke down. She was like, nobody's ever asked me that. I'm expected to put on a front to say I'm good. And that matters a lot to me. And I was like, that video meant a lot to me because in that moment, all your faces pop up. Right? It's like it's not a superficial, like, hey Marcus. Like I know the difference between friends, associates, and family. Associates are there. Family is always there, good, bad, or different. And that's what you guys are to me. Aww. No, that's that's I'm real. I'm like that's real. <laughs> that's real. And yeah. that's what I was gonna get at next. It also sounds super cliche, but I think right. my, my answer to that is like your support circle. And you've, everyone has heard this a million times over. You've heard this a million times over, Marcus. But it's, you have to accept that and then capitalize on that. And actually use your support circle. Yeah. Like, you know, a million times over, you've got a tight circle that's going to sit here and help you out. But you're like, you know what? I'm, I feel like I'm too much of a burden and I'm not going to reach out. Until, you know, your support circle gets in your fucking face and says, no, we're here to help you. Yep. Stop it. And then you open up and then you finally accept it. And then you get past those weird little 
awkward moments of mm -hmm. like, hey, you're actually my support. Can I help? Can you help me? I can help you. Like, yep. And then you move past that, and then you actually like realize that there's a beauty and a a safety of a support circle. Like especially with the four of us here at this table, like the four of us have been like the core four that have been like reaching out to each other for the past couple of months. Right? Yeah. Like we have been each other's social circle and support circle for how long now? Right. <clears throat> and that's definitely what that comes down to. Yeah. Um, like reaching and like using your support circle as well. Not just, so knowing that you have one is different from using one. Right. right. And depending on your culture and your background and how you're raised, like everyone's going to have a little different approach to it. Like, if I use my support circle structure, do I have to reciprocate? Like, no, that, that is what the circle is for. That's what your close friends are for. And um, there is a, a bit of a hypocrisy, I'd like to call it, when it comes to that, especially when you're a social person who builds circles and you, you know that you have circles and you build them. But then when you yourself are being crushed and defeated to the fact where like you you could eat a bullet like without a problem. You know, it's hypocritical for you to go, I've built all these circles, but uh, I'm alone. You know, but, but then when you like open it up and you go, fuck, dude, like I actually have support. Yeah. You know? So beating the self loathing is as easy as leaning on your support, which is your closest friend. But it's not easy because it does require a bit of vulnerability and like reaching out to your support. Yeah. Support. Like, relying on your friends in your darkest need. Um, for me personally, on the topic of like being self-conscious about my curvy ass shoulders and my curvy ass back and lack of abs, uh, I overcompensated and built my chest enough to where like if I wear a t-shirt, like my shirt will hang just off my chest enough to not show my fat belly. <laughs> so that was my solution, just overcompensate. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know if I just fucking tighten up, do more abs, it'd be all right. But like, that's uh, another solution that I had for myself was just like being aware of my presence um, outside of first person, like third person, like a video game, like Grand Theft Auto. Like, yeah. I imagining myself like over my shoulders. I know that I've worked hard enough to where I know if I put a t-shirt on, I'm generally gonna look not like a piece of shit going in public. But who's your worst critic? We are our own worst critic. You're our own worst critic, yep. right? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm sitting here nitpicking everything about myself for no goddamn reason. And, you know, Leah tries to tell me a million times a day that I'm not a fat slob, but I'm going to tell myself I'm a fat slob anyway. Yeah. So like, who doesn't do that? You know, so definitely support circle, self-confidence, self-awareness, all those items definitely matter and they i would say they definitely help with overcoming self-loathing yeah um with my own personal growth leah you know this alone like um awareness acceptance and willingness to move past like the shit that you were are huge yeah yeah two mm -hmm. years ago when Leah and i started dating i was the worst human being on the planet I spent the last two years, I was like, ow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, there was a point, I was suicidal, like, at most points throughout the day, um, when we first started talking, and there was just a point where I just decided <clears> that, like, I know I have faults, but I need to fucking grow up, and I need to build on this shit and fix this shit for her, primarily. Yeah. Because I'm tearing her apart right now, and I'm ruining her life, and it's because of me. So I, I know how I can fix it. So I just need to act on it and do it. That's another thing: self confidence and willingness to act on what you know is wrong is yeah. another huge thing. Because a lot of people will wallow in self pity without doing anything about it. Because mm-hmm. it's easier to be there. Agreed. And those types of people, we're thinking the 400 pound club, the 500 pound TV shows. The people that just wallow in their self-pity, like maybe with the weight thing alone, like you just wallow in it and accept it and you just get bigger and fatter and rounder to where you need like a separate type of ambulance to take you in. Yeah. A bulldozer. A bull- yeah, exactly. Like I see that one. I just like it. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to end my rant with uh, accountability as well. Like no matter what the problem is, no matter what you're going through, like physical, spiritual, psychological, you also have to own up to it and be willing to build on it yourself and yeah. fix it yourself as well. Because if you're not willing to fix your own problems, how can you expect anyone else to fix your problems too? Yeah. So accountability and then leaning on your support circle are my biggest things for beating self-loathing. I agree. Cool. Yes. Yeah. You did. I think you guys said it all. I'll just, I'll just say that I really love you guys, and I'm really blessed to have you guys in my life. So. Love you too. Like Marcus, and I think Marcus, I've been friends with you longer than I've been friends with anyone else in here. But like, you're my older brother. I've always wanted an older brother to go beat people up. I got you. So. I got you. <laughs> I could I could really see the difference like living with Carrie, who I now would have been friends with for six years. Like I would have my depressive states where I would sleep in my room and not come out for an entire off offset mm-hmm. shift. I wouldn't come out to use the bathroom. I wouldn't eat three days straight just in my room, doing absolutely nothing. And I would get no checkups to where now, if I tell you, like, for instance, Mardi Gras. I told you I wasn't feeling like going. And you're like, "Mm, no, you're kind of in that mindset. Let's go. I told both of you guys. I'm trying to, like, not get shaky right now. Mm -hmm. But I told both of you guys, like, going through it. Mm -hmm. That's it. I love you guys. Love you, too. We're our biggest worst enemies. That's facts. You know I love you too, honey. Right? <laughs> but you you gotta you gotta feed the audience a little bit too. Mm. How have you beaten self loathing? Everything you guys just said. <laughs> In your own experience, talk about it. Uh, yeah, how do you follow up a rant like this? My bad. But <laughs> what you got? Um like I said, it's a mental game. It's what it is. Like I've told Becca on it, she spoke on it. But you have to force yourself. 
out of that mindset. For me, the medication does help. So, and you guys have literally said it all. Yeah. So. <laughs> we kind of beat that one to shit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but how about I add to this? Like, go seek help. Yeah. Like professional help too, and get those medications. Like, can you speak on that at all? Go to therapy. Because therapy's not for everyone. Therapy is for me. It does help. Talk to your doctor <laughs> about medications. That's what I did. He's just owning it. Yeah. Like you said, once the accountability piece is there, it helps. Like with me, for me, my thing was the vulnerability, right? Because my biggest fear in life is rejection. So growing up, it was just my mother, my sister, and myself. My father left when we were eight, and he was never around unless there, unless there was some kind of kudos he got. So I always felt rejected from him. <clears throat> so my biggest fear in life is opening up to somebody that's like, okay, cool, and never hear from that person again. So that to me, it, that to me is the biggest thing. So once the accountability piece is there, and I feel like, hey, I'm gonna take this leap of faith, and I'm gonna let it out on you guys. I'm gonna tell you exactly what's wrong with me, why I want to do the actions that I'm doing, why I'm going through what I'm going through right now, and knowing that I'm facing the fact that you may walk out of my life, or you may pull me in closer, saying, "I got you." And so far, thus far, at least now. That's worked out in my favor. It's like, let me be vulnerable. Let me explain everything. Let me tell you what's wrong with me. And come to find out, it's one of the bonds that brings us closer together. Because I'm not saying everybody has had suicidal thoughts, but I know I've had them in abundance over the past years. I've acted on them. Same. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's tough and to tell somebody, like, hey, I actually tried to kill myself. And I've had those thoughts religiously and repeatedly over the I past couple months. I tried to kill myself. Yeah. People look at you like you're crazy. It's most people in a room. Yeah. And it's like, maybe I am fucking crazy. But no, I'm human. And to know that there are other people out there that go through it. And if you don't open up and tell them, you will never know. And now that's who you rely on. Like, hey, I'm having these thoughts. Or you're having these thoughts. Let's go talk. Let's go walk. Let's go do something. Let's figure out what the root of this issue is and move on from it or try to move on from it. So I don't think it's something, self-love is not something that you can you can beat, but it's something that you can combat. And you have to be willing to accept it and understand and move, move forward with it, knowing that it will always be there. Maybe there's a way to get rid of it. If it is and you know it out there in the audience, please send me a DM and let me know how the fuck to get over it. <laughs> But as as for me and mine right now, it's a constant battle, and it's a battle that I'm I want to win. I want to stay on up and up with instead of letting it take me take over me like it has. Agreed. You know, practically speaking, and that's the kind of person I am. Y'all know me by now. When it comes to like the fear of rejection, too. The what is the worst scenario? they leave your life and that's the end of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it happened with fuckhead that like mullets and leopard print for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. You're a bitch. You know? you're listening. Stop <laughs> listening. You don't like and you're a cuck <laughs> and you're a beta and you know you are a shithead. But 
You know what I mean? Like you yeah. lay into that person and like you open yourself up and you become vulnerable to them, that person. And like you said, the fear of rejection occurs, right? Yeah. And then they exit your life. But like practically speaking, now that they're out of your life, it no longer matters, right? Like they, they're gone. There's I no longer give a shit because you no longer weigh in on how I process life and how I conduct life. Well, I try. You know what I mean? But then the thought process in my head, it's like, what did I do wrong? I'm constantly beating myself up. Like, was I that bad of a friend? Was I not there for you? Did I not help you survive in life or prosper in life? And I never asked for anything in return. But did you see me as that way? Or what, was I just a means to an end? And I'd be perfectly fine if fucking nuts came back and said, hey, I used you for X, Y, and Z. I'm good with that. And at that point, I, I know how to adjust my mood, right? Well, we know he did. Yeah. Him admitting it would be one thing, right? It would make me feel a lot better about myself, honestly. All I'm, all I'm saying is, like, if the fear of rejection is, like, the reason for not reaching out, go ahead and reach out anyways and filter out the shitheads in your life. Yeah. Let the shitheads in your life leave. And then you can define your circle and who will actually listen and take care of you in those times of need. True. Yeah. Although psychoanalyzing and thinking about like, what did I do wrong? I agree with that because I've done that to myself, but also that doesn't solve anything because like, there's no right way to do that. Because if you did it a right way, which was actually the way you did, yeah, they would have stuck around if they were there for the right reasons. Yeah. But they weren't there for the right reasons. So they exited your life, stage left. Yeah. You know, draw the curtains, fucking... Chastity. Bye. You know what I mean? Yeah. Taking that hose off the stage. Mm-hmm. Last thing I heard before she died, she said babushka. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, I thought you were about to say something. But that's just me as a practical dude. Like that's how I think at all times. I try yeah. to be as practical as possible. Like if I if I open up to you and you exit my life, all right. Peace. Yeah. Like, I ain't got to worry about you no more. I shouldn't have had to have worried about you in the first place. Right. But uh, here we are. So clearly you weren't in it in the first place. Come from that big heart. Mm-hmm. I cut it in half. You still got more than most of us, dude. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Richard. Uh, with the closing minutes on the show, do you guys have anything? Becca? No, no, I don't have anything. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been absorbing most of this, huh? No, no, it's just, it's, it's like I said, it's a conversation. Like, all this, like, hits very deeply for me. And so, when uh, people share, like, I listen because it reminds me that I'm not alone in it. Yeah. But also, it's like I said, that because it's just like, it's a lot. It's a lot. Because, yeah, it's just is. Well, specifically with the four people in this room here, we are the only four that have hung out with each other religiously in how long now? You know what I'm getting at? Right, right, right. We've defined a circle. Yeah. At least we've, seven. We've, at least. We've opened up to each other plenty. Yeah. You know, like, if you can't... If you in your own situation, listeners can't see what's right in front of you and choose not to use it 
or no, if you can't see it, like we encourage you to open your eyes and look at your friends that you have right around you. They've been consistent in your life. When you need to talk to them, talk to them. Yeah. Reach out. And if they leave, I say, see you. Don't let them. But that shouldn't be. If you don't have to eat us, we're here. Yeah, thanks. We have to go through our shit, but we always have an ear to lend and a heart to help. That's facts. Most of the you guys, listeners, uh, already know us. So uh, if you want to talk, hit us up. Yeah. Andy always tags us on Instagram. Becca doesn't have an IG. <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't have insurance policy. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're elevated. You're better. You're doing better than social media. Who has four eyes you can't see? Me? Mississippi. Oh, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, am I crickle little crickle little eye? Crickle little crickle little eye. We can wrap this up with a dad joke. You ready? That was mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any today. Damn. I'll give you a dad joke. My dad. <laughs> <laughs> Any closing comments again? Round table. No. We love you all. Yeah, we love you guys. Take it easy. Uh, we're gonna go back to rolling dice, probably. Ooh, oh yeah. Play heads up. You wanna play heads up? Yes. Right, let's do that. Right. Be breezy. Bye. All right, we'll edit this and get it out to you shortly. So peace. Bye. Hey, goodbye. You said piss. I said peace. <laughs> Shit. Farts. Becca farted. Oh, yeah. <laughs>